I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinney. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Snap into a Slim Jim. Today, we're going to be talking about new Pokemon Snap, uh, which is a game that was developed by Bandai Namco Studios, published by Nintendo and the Pokemon Company, and was released in 2021 on the Nintendo Switch. But first, if you can give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. And subscribe we're on that 100 creep yeah we are a small podcast this means most of our engagement comes from podcast apps <laughs> but uh if you care at all about watching slash listening on youtube uh yeah if you feel like it help us out help us <laughs> get to 100 let's get to that three digits <laughs> we got to we only need six more people <laughs> we'll go down and subscribe yeah after this. uh <laughs> So, new Pokemon Snap. I know what it is. You know what it is. Your mom knows what it Your is. Your mom knows what it is. She drove you to uh, Blockbuster to print out the photos from the original game. Uh, this is a photography game on Rails. It's like a rail shooter where you take pictures, and the pictures that you're taking are of Pokemon. And then they're judged by a, a Pokemon professor, mm-hmm. whose name is Professor Mirror, which is not a tree. Nope. At least from my <laughs> arboreal knowledge. <laughs> really going uh against the grain, naming him after a part of a camera. Against the grain, like in wood. Like a <laughs> like a tree has. Yes. <laughs> uh anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it does it is a game that is that has been long requested, I think, by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, I think, even talked about like what we thought some of the improvements could be uh, when we talked about Pokemon Snap way back on episode something. Yeah. When it, whenever that it was. was a long time ago. I think it was in the 20s. Yeah. We're almost 100 episodes <laughs> from that at this point. Um, and... It was interesting to see the development, to me anyway, because Pokemon Snap seemed like such a slam dunk on every single Nintendo console until the Switch, yeah, where it no longer seemed like it made as much sense. Yeah, I think the Wii is really what made people want one, um, because it was easy to imagine pointing the Wii remote to take pictures. And then same thing with the Wii U. Yeah. Wii U even better. As Fatal Frame (laughs) proved, using the gamepad as a camera was a cool idea, but they decided not to do that. (laughs) They decided to wait a little bit longer, and we finally got it on the Switch. And I can't really explain, like, why they would do that, Um, but we did. That's what they did, Mm -hmm. and that's what we've got. Um, Interestingly, I think just on that topic, uh, the game doesn't... It doesn't feel like it uses the Switch in any special way, uh, proving that, one, that Pokemon Snap 2 could have come out at any fucking time at all. And two, the the fact that it, it barely uses the gyro, like it does, and mm-hmm. it's so slight, and there aren't, like, controls based around it. It's just, like, an extra... It's like the way that the bow aiming in Zelda works. Mm-hmm. Where it only like occasionally snaps in, and then you can control it with the thing. Uh, I don't know. It, it makes me a little bit sad. I wanted it to be a more immersive thing because I felt like the opportunity was there for it. Yeah, it, it uses a weird system where like you you move the screen with like the left stick, and but then you have like a little cursor within your frame mm-hmm. that you move with the right stick. So it in I don't think I ever really fully like adjusted to it. Yeah. Because and, like I'll be taking pictures and they'll be like way more off to the left or right than I think when they show the little preview. Um so yeah, it is kind of weird that it yeah, like if it just used gyro aiming like like a splatoon or whatever. Yeah. Um I I would prefer that, but um the way it is is like okay, I guess. Yeah, it's real strange because like I would use both sticks to turn yeah all the time like i would force the the reticle and i don't think that it does anything i don't think it makes it go faster mm-hmm. but otherwise i would always just try and keep the reticle in the very middle of the screen because that's how i knew that my pictures would come out okay 
But I think you're supposed to use it for aiming for the objects, which is a mechanic right. we'll get into, I think, in a, in a little bit. Um, other than that, though, of the things that I know that we talked about with Pokemon Snap and what we hoped for for the sequel, uh, I think a lot of what I wanted this game has, and I think that I was implicit in describing the things that I wanted, that I also wanted there to be just like a, the normal things you would expect from a sequel, mm-hmm. which I feel like are not here. <laughs> yeah, it feels really safe mm-hmm. to me. Um, like, yeah, kind of like what you were saying. Like, it, it feels like it's leaving like something on the table. Um, it, and I don't know, maybe it could have captured that better on the Wii U or the Wii or whatever. But like, I feel like the levels feel pretty short um and there aren't that many of them like it doesn't feel like it's that big of a step forward from the original and i think even though yeah the game is like pretty solid and fun like it it does feel like it's lacking a bit i think yeah i think that surprisingly the comparison that i want to draw is to the game telling lies uh which if you haven't listened to our episode on it uh it's not super relevant for this so don't bother uh and then go back and listen afterward Mm-hmm. maybe maybe play it first yeah play it definitely before you you listen to the episode but it is safe but new pokemon snap is a safe game in the way that pokemon snap was not because pokemon snap was this out there wild idea and the way that her story is something that i hold up as being like a really novel experience when you try and iterate on that and make something else if you do it too close to the original you just people won't like it as much. Uh, and I think that's the the same problem in both games. It's like, in New Pokemon Snap, I wanted something that felt like it drew off of the ensuing 15 years of Pokemon development. There have been five generations of games, six generations of games since the first one came out, and all of this other shit that's been going on in in technology and everything. And what we got was something that was, at its core, the same video game. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the picture judging improved drastically. Mm -hmm. And everything else mostly stayed the same. Uh, And I don't know, I was a little, I was, I have to, I hate to start the podcast on that (laughs) note, but I was a little disappointed in the game. Yeah, yeah, it um, yeah, it feels like, cause especially with with Nintendo, especially the Pokemon company, um, Pokemon's made more money than any franchise ever <laughs> in the history of existence. Yes, um, and so it feels like yeah, like the scope of this is very small, and it might be because Bandai Namco made this like it's like a different company that doesn't usually work on Pokemon might have had something to do with why it's a little safe because you had to have what like four companies sign off on it like how many companies have a controlling stake in Pokemon like the Pokemon company Nintendo Game Freak and Creatures Inc. Yeah that all sounds right. Um, But anyway so that might have something to do with it but like yeah, like I mean, it's just easy to imagine. Like there's all the same power ups. You just swap out Lumina balls and Pester balls, um, and the Poke Flute feels like it goes really underutilized. Like it doesn't do hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like easy to imagine like a different types of stages. Like I don't know, it just plays it real safe. You got like the classic. We've talked about this all the time in different contexts. But like you got like. You got lava level, you got snow level, you got jungle level, you got water level. Yep. You know, it's like, it's all pretty safe. Like, I remember, like, imagining, like, what a Pokemon Snap 2 could be like in, like, high school or whatever and being like, oh, like, you could have, like, a like a spooky forest and then, like, you come across, like, a haunted mansion and you go through the mansion there's a bunch of ghost Pokemon and stuff like that um something stuff like, that like Penku park kind of did yeah kind of yeah. yeah like go go with something a little more interesting mm-hmm. yeah because they do the spooky forest to an extent and that's like my favorite level it's a good one yeah uh <laughs> it's like a foggy forest yeah it's got uh tree ants in it yeah which, which is... plays well with the lumina thing mm-hmm. you get to light up pokemon so you can see them yep pretty cool i agree and and 
we'll get back to I think the power ups because I do want to talk about them separately. But just in the as far as like the overall production of the game, like you mentioned, there's the levels are pretty short and the levels are also really similar. I think that I understand that it's like a thing in Pokemon that like every game whether it is a mainline game or a spinoff, takes place in a different region. Uh, and they try and use that as a way to explore different ways of, like, presenting the Pokemon to you. Uh, whether it's now it's an urban environment, this one's a little bit more wild, rural, whatever. I think that setting this on this, like, archipelago is a mistake. Mm. Like, I think it would have been interesting to actually just visit areas from the Pokemon games. Uh, because it would have it would have done a lot more to bring to actually hit the sort of nostalgic feeling that this game feels like it should be built around. Uh, if you were like, oh, now we're going to go up, you know, Mount Moon and you'll see lots of Clefairies and Soul Rocks and shit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and so it, it felt like, yeah, like you were replaying Pokemon Snap, but that with an expansion pack. You've got new Pokemon now, and they mm-hmm. get to be added in. Not to say that it's all bad. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, I think I still like playing this game. Mm-hmm. And if I had the itch, which <laughs> Pokemon Snap itself, I replayed once five years ago <laughs> on the podcast, six years ago, however long it was. So I don't get that itch very often. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would come back to this one and not the original because it just has more content to experience yeah but i don't know it just feels like man i wish there was a bigger step forward here yeah yeah like i think they do chose choose to focus on like unique pokemon behaviors Mm. and i think that is more impressive than it it's i think it's hard to appreciate it like because yeah there's the other things like the length of the game and the levels uh, stand out as being like short yeah uh, does it make it a little harder to appreciate the things they did improve at least for me but yeah like there's a lot of unique interactions of the pokemon and like that's part of the appeal i think of pokemon snap um i think i tried to express this idea on earlier episodes whether that was the original pokemon snap episode or the pokemon red and or er, franchise extravaganza <laughs> Uh, that we did like or a two parter, or that maybe matter. that. And we even brought it up again <laughs> on uh, Fatal Frame. Sure, so. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I mentioned this at some point, but like I don't think I articulated it the best. But like I think one of the appeals of Pokemon Snap is it puts you like on the ground level in a first person like uh, view of like the Pokemon world, and like lets you explore these environments and like see Pokemon like going about like whatever they do like in the wild mm-hmm. in which is like a part of the pokemon i think like fantasy that like the main games don't really deliver on like there are some pokemon that like you have to like seek out more than others and like you have to do little tricks to like get them to like turn around so you can see them and like you have to like try and interact with the world and like to be able to capture the pokemon um it, obviously you're doing it on film and pokemon snap and not catching them but like I always felt like that would be a cool thing if Pokemon moved into, like, 3D. It's like, oh, if you wanted to catch, like, a Caterpie, you'd have to, like, go hunt for it. Right. Because it's, like, a timid little caterpillar. And, like, but other Pokemon would be, like, aggressive. Like, a Rhyhorn would just, like, fucking attack you and you might have to run away from it. Which is something that uh, Arceus does do. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Like, I think Pokemon Snap kind of delivers on that. And I think... New Pokemon Snap does a good job of like giving these Pokemon like personalities and making them act in the environment in a way that like makes sense for the kind of Pokemon they are. Yeah, and I I think it does do that kind of a thing better than the original did. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. One of which I think I'll bring up in a little bit because it ties into how I like the the new grading system. But one of the things that I really like about the the design of the levels in this game is that they try and build these little narratives into each time that you play through it. So usually it'll be like one a starter from some generation going about and poking out throughout the entire level and like you see what they're getting into. Uh, there's the whole like, I think it's like Score Bunny and 
Pichu. Yeah. <laughs> in the first zone, in the the whatever woods, mm-hmm. uh, you drive around and like they are participating in different actions, and then whenever you get to the DLC, you see that like they added a little extra bit to the end of it, where now they're like teaming up with a Torterra to scare off the Dodrio. And it's interesting to see those things because it's like, this is like very intentionally designed into the levels. Uh, and it's it's fun, especially on your first time through a level, getting to like follow along with a little thing that guides your eye where you should be looking for new things. And then it also means that on later playthroughs, you know to look away from that to see the stuff that you could have missed. Yeah, it does make the world feel alive. Like yeah. in a way, like you're, you are missing certain things if you focus on one thing yeah you know that there's probably like three other things happening in other places yeah one of the the things because most of what i did in preparation for this podcast was play through the dlc Mm -hmm. i got all of the levels up to research level three if i hadn't already so like that's where my like replaying of it went mostly Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) one that comes to mind is at the beginning of uh the new river level uh there's a alligator that can jump out at you and because i was looking at it in a different direction i hear the splash and whip around to get a picture of it and i have this he's picture that's like already, yeah. he's like up in the air like off to the side of the camera like it's a terrible picture but it's like the only one of that action that i was able to capture because i'd always be looking at something else uh so yeah it's interesting that it gets it does two elements of design at once because one it really improves the way that the world feels to be in but it also helps guide the player and what they should be doing uh it's a nice little two-in-one that Mm -hmm. i don't think really gets talked about too much agreed (laughs) uh on the other hand though i think that this is an area that the original pokemon snap also excelled in yeah, because uh, I I think that's limited yeah. by the technology. <laughs> the hardware really held it back, but it still felt like every level had a puzzle to solve to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I do this thing? And honestly, that's one element of the design I think is either missing or I am or is just way harder to find mm-hmm. now. Like I remember tossing shit at a at a charmander to make him fall into lava mm-hmm. and then become a charmeleon right i don't think i ever had that experience in this game yeah i think it, it does it feels like it was like a different flavor in the original um and yeah like maybe it feels like a little bit more like video gamey mm-hmm. and maybe this is trying to go for a little bit more of a natural feel um but yeah like the the big thing or one of the big things i liked in the original that's not in this is that like le- certain levels were like linked together like you'd have to like do a particular action like make the electrode explode yep to open up the tunnel to the next level um they were like hit the porygon jump on the button to open the gate or whatever um and this game doesn't do anything like that yeah um like i always thought that kind of stuff felt cool um, like the the original game took place on like one island, and it and it and it did that to like make it feel like more connected. I guess it felt more like a singular world. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. I I think that is one of the things that this game just is is weaker at because it is on an archipelago. Like you're literally just moving to a different location yeah. every time. It feels more world map. Yeah, yeah, and this game has two things in it uh the illumina flowers and crystal blooms or whatever yes crystal blooms there it is the crystal blooms and the ancient ruins which are objects that are not pokemon that you can take pictures of and save in your album and the game requires you to get these photos in order to progress the plot of the game and get to the eventual ending um this is horseshit as compared to the secret photos oh. in the first game that unlock the Mew level. The Pokemon signs? Yes. Yeah, like, the thing about the Pokemon signs that was so cool is that you probably noticed several of them while you were playing, um, and then it, it gets, like, recontextualized as, like, a cool thing for you to go get. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the Crystal Blooms and the the Ruins are, like, pointed out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you'll take a picture of them. At least I know I did with the ones in the jungle. 
like every single time I went there and then it was like not relevant until like a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't quite hit the same spot. Yeah, it it makes the what I felt was the tone of Pokemon Snap was sort of this mysterious game. Like you're you the concept is the same. Mm-hmm. You're a photographer on a research assignment trying to gather information about the Pokemon that live on an uncharted piece of land. Yeah. But Pokemon Snap felt like it was a mystery. And new Pokemon Snap makes it feel like it's just a day job. Like, it's very boring in comparison, and it, it feels really neutered. Yeah, it's. I think it's part of, like, the tone and brand of the entire Pokemon franchise. I think you're right. Um, like, there was a more, like, especially in the original generations of this, like, ex- like... Pokemon are like a newer, more mysterious, like unstudied thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, they have like Professor Oak invented the Pokedex for you to like go out and like gather information on all the Pokemon, like it had never been done before. Uh, so you have that kind of a tone. Like the original had the cutscene with the Mew at the beginning. Um, so yeah, it, it did set up things as a little bit more mysterious and like a little bit more wild and a little bit more like I don't know, like edge i mean pokemon has never been edgy but like it has a little bit more (laughs) grit to it like pokemon now is like so smoothed out corner sanded completely off yeah all the stuff that people like to talk about in the original generations this is at risk of sounding like very like boomer yeah about it a lot of the stuff that people like about the older generations of games and still talk about they've incorporated in a very like clean plain way like oh the old pokedex entries are fucking wild and crazy and so now you have like fucking sandy guest eats people's souls it's self-aware yeah yeah it's not doesn't feel genuine it's like when your friend tells a joke and you're like that was a good joke and then he won't stop fucking telling the same joke (laughs) or it's more like uh (laughs) like a band or something that's just mm. like run out of inspiration so they just play the hits and they just like they put out a new album that just feels super derivative yeah of their like their most popular one that and that feels like exactly what's happened here yeah like we had mystery and now we have a mystery board game like it's <laughs> the sense of urgency and like any kind of threat is stripped out completely and the game is very tame, and they're children that are telling you what to do. And I'm like, I'm fucking older than you, you little shit. <laughs> Alright, I've gone over the cliff, mm-hmm. over the hill, as it were, uh, and should ran it back in. But yeah, that's that's kind of my big issue, I think, is there's a lot of stuff here that I think is really well implemented. But I think that most of it feels like it's it's padded. It's under this like this water veil of like corporate needs to align with the brand goals. Yeah, of it, it needs to be safe to make sure that it sells the most amount of copies. Yeah. And Pokemon Snap isn't like fucking Max Payne. Yeah, like <laughs> it wasn't that far out there. <laughs> Uh, it's just something that I wanted. I wanted something a little bit more on the edge, like you said. Yeah, something just a little bit different. Yeah, like yeah, because like I, if it were me in the boardroom, the high up person who was calling the shots with Pokemon, and we were gonna do a Pokemon Snap two, I'd be like, well, if you just do one that's too similar to the original, it's just gonna feel like an N sixty four game. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna feel dated or like unimpressive. So like you have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, they or if sure they didn't. did, it got shot down. Yeah, but like all the credit to the people who actually put the Pokemon in and told them to do shit because the world does feel really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just it's missing. And like an, uh, an almost ephemeral element. It's missing yeah, it's the missing soul am- of Pokemon. Yeah. It's missing ambition, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the, I should have guessed that this would end up being a really passionate episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we started talking about level design and have gone deep into the philosophy of Pokemon Snap. Uh-huh. So we should move on to something a little bit more mechanical to ground us again. Sure. And then we can get back there later. Yeah, I do have a weird uh, topic of conversation for towards the end. Perfect. So we'll make it a passionate mechanic sandwich. Yes. Um, so the game progression, uh, I only wanted to bring this up because we talked about the way that, uh, Penko Park did its progression, uh, in the trilogy of Snap games. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we, I think came off positive on, on Penko Park's like stamp system that, that would allow you to progress and do more things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then just were kind of disappointed in the ghost mode. We were like, ghost yeah. mode should have been a lot cooler than it was. <laughs> yeah, given that it's called ghost mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this progresses not in the same way, uh, but it is still based on your like research level in each area. Uh, but you get all of the stuff that you get pretty quickly. Uh, and it gets the, the game gets to the point where most of what you're doing is replaying courses at night or yeah. <laughs> in a, a different uh, research level in order to get poke points that you eventually need to unlock the final level uh and the okay mostly i'm just upset that pester balls were removed oh, is yeah. kind of what i'm i'm that's the trajectory i'm on <laughs> <laughs> i mean i definitely feel that for sure i think pester balls are super cool yep um i'm not at all surprised that they aren't in here um like that's another that's a part of like the the edge element like they i think they 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 thought oh pester balls are like throwing noxious gas at pokemon <laughs> and and you know like hurting them so mm-hmm. like we should change that um i do i do actually like the lumina balls um well enough and i it, the fact that they like base the whole game around like the lumina pokemon concept i think kind of makes it work mm-hmm. um and they do have like the nighttime versions of stages which i like a lot actually having Same. like two different versions um and you know lighting the pokemon up at night you know like it works pretty well but uh yeah i do pour one out for pester balls though yeah. for sure <laughs> i think my problem is that so in the original game and this is another if i could put it in the the youtube thumbnail like pokemon snap censored <laughs> Pokemon Snapball Silence. Pester Balls Where's Free Speech America? Uh <laughs> in the original game there was Poke Fruit. And you would throw the Poke yeah. Fruit at, at Pokemon, it would bonk them, and they would go, ooh. Yeah, or they the would fruit. eat it if you threw it in right front, in front of, of them. them. Yeah. yeah. But now you have fluff fruit. Yeah. Specifically described <laughs> as being like the lightest yeah, airy, airy yeah. fruit that exists. But you still throw it at the Pokemon, still and it still them. hits them, yeah. Yeah. And that would be fine if it performed the function of what pe- pester balls did. Mm-hmm. But Illumina Spheres don't. Because they do nothing to the Pokemon except for make them glow. Yeah. Which it, I agree is cool. Yeah, some Pokemon react to it, but not enough. Yeah. Some react to other things glowing. Like that if you too, light yeah. up the, the Crystal Blooms, uh, which I think is nice, but also kind of centralizes the actual gameplay on figuring out like what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like in one of the DLC levels, I never figured out what the fuck was up. There's a spot where if you throw the Illumina Sphere at a Crystal Bloom, it knocks over a boulder into a oh, yeah. pool of water. And then there's another one that's like, this seems connected to the other geyser. Yeah, I I assume... I never actually went back and did this. Weirdly, it slipped my mind. I assume you had to hit it before the geyser erupts so okay. that the boulder's in it, it and it will make it like either shoot the boulder or like make it come out the other one like twice as much force and it would do a thing okay is what i assume would happen but maybe that occurs at a at either research level one and i never went back yeah or at a later research level because i was hitting it pretty early because i was very focused. like before it exploded i know i don't think i ever saw it explode no the guys are like erupts every time you go past it mm. i oh al- i think i always had the rock in the geyser oh uh, okay this well is... then maybe it does nothing <laughs> yeah I, who knows uh but that's the thing i don't know uh 
But I do know that I was not able to throw an Illumina Ball at a Pokemon and have it fall into the geyser, mm. which is kind of what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like this kept happening where it seemed like my previous knowledge of Pokemon Snap was edging me to, like, throw the oh, Illumina you, Ball. Oh, you, like, you wanted something to fall in the geyser I and then evolve. I want something out. to fall anywhere and do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, never happens. Yeah, like, the original had stuff like uh, you would, like, throw all the pester balls in the whirlpool and a Dragonite would come out. Yep. Or if you took pictures of all the Staryu in the mm-hmm. level, they'd circle the cart and then they'd go in the whirlpool at the end and they'd evolve in the Starmies. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, this game doesn't really do that. Yeah, and it makes me really sad, because that's, like, my favorite thing about that game. Yeah. Um, But then you also get the Poke Flute, which does nothing. Uh, It does (laughs) some stuff. It felt, like you said, very underutilized. Yeah. And uh, the scan, which is is just taking the place of the Poke Flute, because now it makes Pokemon look at you and do things, and... Also, it reveals shit in the environment. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like an all-purpose tool to do all kinds of crazy shit. And all of the other tools, I think, have been reduced in their use. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, bugs me out? Yeah, I I think like we said earlier, like, the original feels a lot more, like, video Mm gamey. And this one feels like it wants to be more of, like, a chill like more natural experience like even the music kind of highlights that it's very like not lo-fi but like you know like very chill easy listening kind of music got what new pokemon snap with the soul of the original and a lo-fi soundtrack <laughs> would just be my favorite game <laughs> uh but yeah no you're right yeah it just it, i think it wants to be very chill Whereas, like, the original has that, like, 90s energy. Energy being the, like, like very the operable term. Yeah, yeah, it had, like, an upbeat soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, where this one is, does not. But that's also kind of true of just, like, Pokemon writ large at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I talk about the grading of your photos? A oh, little? yeah, sure. I think uh, we complained about the grading in the original <laughs> game's mm-hmm. podcast a little bit. Uh, because it is like, how is a computer in 1996 going to judge art? Yeah, it's just like, how big is it and how centered is it? <laughs> yeah, and then they gave you a point value based on that. Yeah. Uh, this has similar pitfalls because, once again, robots do not have a human heart, which is important for judging art- the artistic merit of something. Uh-huh. So it has to use a bunch of algorithms to figure shit out. Uh, but... It, they tell you at least what it is. It's how big is it? How centered is it? Is it looking at you? Is the background cool? Is it striking a particular yeah. pose? Are there other Pokemon in it? Are there other Pokemon in the photo? Um, but one of the big improvements, in my opinion, is that every Pokemon now has four photos, like star ratings that you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is a big deal, especially coming off of the original which had, like, 15 special Pikachus. Yeah. <laughs> and you could keep one. And then, like, you had to put the rest in your album and then go to Blockbuster and print them out on mm-hmm. the sticker and then lose the sticker 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, that sucked. Uh, <laughs> now you can keep four in your Pokedex images of Pikachu. And then you also have an album of other things and you can save it directly onto your switch the technology has really caught up with what i think the original idea for pokemon snap was Mm -hmm. uh and i don't know i i was very motivated i would say (laughs) extremely motivated to figure out how to get the four different kinds of photo Mm mm-hmm I don't know if that worked on you in the same way. Uh, I would say not quite as much, but it definitely like made it more fun to replay stuff. Yeah, I have. I had a saga with <laughs> <Yeah>. Whale Lord. <laughs> Though there's a Whale Lord in that one level that's mostly on water. Yeah, yeah, like where the, the Machamp swims, like the Coral race. Reef. Yes, the Coral Reef level, and uh, it it. The four different versions of Whale Lord look the same because Whale Lord is a big 
blue tube mm-hmm. with a mouth. And it's almost impossible to tell what it's doing unless you're directly in front of it. Yeah. So my goal of getting all four pictures of Whale Lord took me like 13 attempts to go through the level yeah. where I'm just like speeding up and going like, gotta get to the Whale Lord and figure out if he reacts to this. And it was this whole back and forth to try and get there. Yeah. And that brought me a lot of joy. A lot of the stuff that I was missing about the original game was made up for at least a bit by the mystery of figuring out how to get all the different pictures. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think Penko Park had a similar thing. It did. It had like four different states um, or three or I don't remember how many. Um, But yeah, and yeah, and I think it does add. It's like definitely like a motivator. It's a reason to keep taking pictures of specific Pokemon and not just completely ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, it works really well. And I think like... They really should integrate it with the the Switch Online app. Like, so you can actually, like, have the pictures you take on your phone. Yeah. The Switch Online app proves more and more every day. Much like the themes menu in the Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a thing that they came up with and then just forgot to develop. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we have an app. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone using Oh, the Splatoon players are on it. That's good. That's it. That's our install base. Just people. Who no play one's playing Splatoon. Animal Crossing anymore. Uh, whoops. Are we using this for Mario Kart? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I want to. I want to get into your passionate conversation. Uh, it's not really a passionate conversation. I may have oversold it. It just. I will make it passionate. It's a thing that you brought up to me. I don't know if you remember this or not. Um, it was like when the game came out. Mm. Like it was like it had been out for like a week or so. And we were uh, we were gonna drink on the porch all day, <laughs> and we we talked about this a little bit, and you talked about like the portrayal of technology in Pokemon, and this is a thing that like I've continued to chew on in my brain. Are you sure that I didn't bring this up uh, after we drank on the porch all day? No, because <laughs> I don't remember. Oh this, yeah, which is great. I thought there was a decent chance you might not remember it. But, like, I thought it was, like, an interesting point. Like, I think um, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, how, like, Pokemon now is, like, super homogenous and doesn't have any edge and has all the, the corners rounded off. Yeah. I I, just, I feel like you were you were right. You were caught on to something interesting. Because, like, I feel like the original Pokemon games had this, like, theme of, like, the uh, urbanization of, like, rural areas. Because, you know, that's what was happening in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think like that int- like manifests itself in like the design and the concepts of Pokemon in interesting ways. Like the technology in Pokemon has like a cool like not like a retro future kind of thing, but like the way that like people like naive people who maybe lived in a rural area might have thought of technology. Like Pokemon are stored as data on a computer. Like home computers were just becoming a new thing. Uh, but and then like you trade them like the balls get sucked up through these tubes that look like a big old factory tube and like you know like the pokeball itself is like a cool little piece of technology that like shrinks and grows and um and you know you see that in the original pokemon snap how it has like the the hollow like uh door frame thing that you go through to transport you back to the lab but it looks more like a thing from tron <laughs> with like a like a hard light you know portal Whereas, like, yeah, like, now, like, Pokemon doesn't really have that aesthetic as much. Yeah, it feels like in the old days, when Pokemon did technology like that, like, the real sci-fi stuff. I mean, like, stuff. TMs were on CDs. Yep, yeah. yeah. They weren't even on CDs, I think, originally. They were on, like, floppies. Uh, but yeah. I, might, I might be misremembering this. Either way, yeah, there, <laughs> there's been this, like, uh, understanding of Pokemon, like, most people don't consider Pokemon to be, like, a science fiction franchise. Like, it's a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a game where the difference between our world and Pokemon is Pokemon. The existence of wild animals that behave differently and have a, a heightened level of sentience to, to what we are used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not true at all. <laughs> that's so far from the truth, because <laughs> Pokemon is just straight up a science fiction game. There's all kinds of shit. There's teleporters. They can shrink matter. 
and into <laughs> small things. And that, to tie it into new Pokemon Snap, mm-hmm. in the DLC, oh, yeah. when you get the ability to shrink, the first thing I said was, what the fuck? And then the second thing I said was, like, this exists in this world. Like, mm-hmm. we already have shrinking technology uh, in the form of Pokeballs, and then also in the form of that one episode of the anime where yeah. they turn them into dolls. No, that was more magic, but... Oh, you know. Um. <laughs> any, any sufficiently advanced technology. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I, like, forgot about the shrinking thing. Because, like, I was going to say, like... I was like, this is the kind of thing that should have been in the whole game. Yeah. And then was excited for it to have been added to some more levels. And they're like, no, it's only this one. <laughs> After I played it, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one you have... The Zero One, which... The Neo One the is Neo what it's called one. in this one, yeah. New Zero One. Yeah. Uh, with an Put the Zero point. One in the trash. <laughs> we got the Neo One now. Uh, and that and it is effectively the exact same technology as the original Zero One. Mm-hmm. So in Pokemon terms, this is like you getting your dad's old BMW <laughs> and just being like, this is my car now. I painted it white. Uh and there's like a teleporter that takes you back to the lab at the end. It's set in a lab. <laughs> there should be more going on. Mm. Illuminospheres aren't don't even really seem like technology. They feel more like I don't know, weird spore balls. Yeah, something a little bit more natural. Yeah, because they interact with the natural world. In yeah. That way. So there is this like kind of interesting and like you said it's it's been through the whole franchise it's been getting less science fictiony because i think that's just not how the the games want to be portrayed mm-hmm. anymore uh and it bums me out a little bit because it was always interesting to see the like 007 gadgets and shit that they would come up with here's the silk scope what mm-hmm. does it do figure it out <laughs> you're nine <laughs> yeah like, i i always thought of like dragon ball in a similar way like i like the way that toriyama draws like houses and cars and stuff mm-hmm. and it even makes me think of like other things like even like star wars like one of the things i think um that people always really liked about those movies is how like they feel like like lived in and like the the millennium falcon is obviously like a fictional spaceship but like the way like the prop is designed it looks like a thing that could really exist and like could really be built as opposed to like the starship enterprise right which looks like this perfectly sleek (laughs) thing that's probably made of like a metal that doesn't even exist on earth or whatever yeah you know yeah and it's like it started as like contemporary with uh alien which kind of had a similar yeah vibe to alien it. also has like the very like 80s computers and shit yeah so there's sort of like this industrial kind of like uh scrappy feel to all the tech yeah in those and and yeah and pokemon kind of had that going for it mm-hmm. uh and when they dove into the sort of like uh more star trekky stuff uh especially later into the games it felt more natural because you'd already been exposed to some of what the game yeah. was. And it's like a slow progression. Yeah. You start out on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is that is interesting and, and something that, I, that this game could have done more with. Um, what did you think, just to get it out of the way before we wrap up <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, about the illumina spots and the like special uh, illumina pokemon the illumina pokemon i thought it was cool um yeah <laughs> yeah like it i mean it kind of played out the same way every time which you know like by the end kind of made it lose some of its uh impact i guess some but it's, like it's luster some of its luster um <laughs> But no, I thought it was cool. Like, I like the the melodic one, I think. I like that one a lot. And, like, the one with the onyx. I like I the remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like... I don't Having, like, several of them, I think, does kind of diminish the impact. If, if you compare it to, like, the first game with Mew. Yeah. Uh, which was, like, kept more of a mystery the whole time. But, um, yeah, I, I think it served a its purpose well it's like a thing to theme the game around you know like i thought it i liked it yeah the thing that i was bummed about i think is the fact that once you do an illumina spot thing 
there was really very little incentive to ever go back and do it again. Oh, they w- you know what I just thought of? It's like, <laughs> you could have turned the Illumina spot into a regular level after you beat it. Yeah. And, like, put the other Pokemon in it. Or, like, put the Meganium walking around in the in, the in a zone. different level, yeah. Yeah, in the real level. Like, do anything to make the game state change. Or yeah. just give you a reason to go back other than requests that no one gives a <laughs> shit about at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole area of the game that I refuse to talk about. This game has, like, <laughs> title cards and stickers and frames for your photos for their really bad social media <laughs> part of the game. Yeah useless I, I, it's just it's just for the completionists uh, yeah who want to just keep playing the game which i feel like would take like literally hundreds of hours to yeah do, uh which is bizarre that they would want to <laughs> run anyone that ragged <laughs> uh but you know how one, kids are that's true i i was a kid once <laughs> yeah uh the one thing that i want to say i did like is their choice of using xerneas as the the Illumina Pokemon. Yeah, that works. It works really well. Perfect choice, yeah. Yeah, especially being from Gen 6, which is, like, well past when a lot of people stop playing. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, I don't know shit about Xerneas, (laughs) and I played Pokemon Y, so fuck, or X, X, I mean, whatever. The one that he is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and, like, I don't know anything about that Pokemon or its lore or what it stands Mm -hmm. for, (laughs) other than the letter X. (laughs) So I I just, like, was like, oh, cool. This thing feels mysterious to me. Yeah. uh, In a way that a lot of the rest of the game doesn't. I I think it was, like, a creation versus a destruction theme. Like, I think Xerneas was, like, a... a life-giving nature entity and evil tall was like a murdering <laughs> doom bringer <laughs> oh shit maybe their edge that's is... the that's the one with like the pokemon war and all that bullshit mm. i'll have to look into yeah I, I mean i played the game i have to read what i played however long it had was. that one character that was like the really tall guy like he was like some kind of like mysterious hermit man. I can't remember what his name is was. Is that Gestus? No. Or is that from Black and White? That's Black and White. Okay, that was yeah. like the main bad guy. This was just like some guy. Oh, it was just some that guy. like would show up in story stuff and then was significant at the end. Ah, uh, okay. Uh yeah, but I mean, perfect fucking point. I didn't remember anything at yeah. all about that. I'm so... surprised that I remember that much. <laughs> Cuz I really didn't care for X and Y. Fair enough. I liked that they made training easier, but <laughs> we'll talk about that. Hopefully, never. Do we have F-stop thoughts? Uh, my F-stop thoughts are, I think we did a really good job of hitting all the major points on this one, so it's really going to be a true recap, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, this game is solid. Um, I, I had a good time playing it um it it did it did scratch a a few little nostalgic itches there um but i do think overall it is too safe um you know as i said like pokemon has more money than anything in the world uh like i feel like they could have easily at least increased the scope maybe have like a couple extra levels maybe made them a little longer Uh, i think that would have gone a long way um, but yeah, and like having some kind of fun gimmick, like the shrinking and the DLC would have been a cool thing to have throughout the whole game. Um, yeah, it just, I feel like there's a lot of things to point to like that to say like, all oh, this could have been better. That could have been better. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's just kind of the reality of it. Um, uh, po- Pokemon, as I, I mentioned, has four different companies controlling it. So I I am not really surprised that it turned out really safe, but, uh, you know, we can dream. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, like I thought it was fun. Um, and I, I like that actually got some DLC. There's like something to go back to. Um, but yeah, if they ever do, like, I'm pretty sure this sold really well because it's fucking Pokemon. Uh, (laughs) if they'd ever do a third one, I hope that they do a little something different with it. Um, but yeah, I guess good time, but uh overall a bit disappointing yeah um <laughs> i i've heard a criticism of our podcast before that was oh, yeah. that we agree on too many things 
and that <laughs> it would be more interesting if we had more of like an argumentative dynamic on some episodes. Uh, there is nothing in the world that Andy and I agree on more than Pokemon Snap. Uh, <laughs> and so, like you said, this is just going to be a recap. This is a game that I enjoyed playing um, that I wish hadn't been made or was made in a different way. Because this game sands off everything that was cool about the first game and makes what is a very impressive Pokemon photography simulator. If somebody asked me if they if that had never played a, a Snap game before, I'd probably tell them to play Panko Park at this stage. Uh, which is weird. Like, I mean, if they're a big Pokemon fan, obviously you tell them to play Pokemon Snap. But I don't think I would tell them to play this game under any circumstances. And it's really just because it, it doesn't do anything that's exciting and new. It The exciting thing is the concept, and the concept has been done by it better in the past. <laughs> it just is a good version of the most basic part of the original game. So I can't dock it points for being a bad game, because it isn't, but I can dock it points for not living up to our potentially unrealistic expectations. <laughs> so... Uh, that's, that's where I'm going to land on it. A plus, extra good, definitely go, it's a buy, do not rent, uh, and then, I wish it was better. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Andy, get it together! <laughs> We're talking about WarioWare, get it together. Wow. <laughs> for Waji. Uh, for Wa-Tember. Uh, for Nintendo-Vember? For Nintendo-Wa-Vember. We're gonna be talking about WarioWare Get It Together. <laughs> and I have already played through this game to the end, so maybe we'll get some good co-op action going mm. on and actually talk about multiplayer for once in our fucking lives. And maybe we'll disagree on it and argue. <laughs> Uh, but until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our Twitter account, our email address, our Discord, where you can give us suggestions on what to play and talk about the games that we have played. Uh, <laughs> you can check out our YouTube channel, uh, which has all of our old episodes, including the ones that we did on Pokemon Snap and on Penko Park. Uh, as well as, of course, the ones that we did on Pokemon the franchise uh, way back when. Oh, don't forget Toem. Oh, Toem. Toem's uh, a cool little game. It's, it's just a cool little game. Yeah, I, I really liked it. It's one that I it stuck with me. So I, I recommend it if you like adventure games and t- picture-taking games. Yeah, if you want to take pictures but are tired of the the restrictions placed on you <laughs> by being on rails mm-hmm. Toem's the game to go to yeah but if you specifically love pokemon snap and you haven't played penko park play that yeah. for sure it's super good uh snap that like button break me off a piece of that kick bar snap into a slim jim snap into a slim jim in the comment section and get us to 100 yeah get us, get us get us to 100 <laughs> You never know. What? You never know. What do you what do you put the likelihood of us doing Earthworm Jim? Not particularly high. Uh, Sam.